Slack and Slash Productions presents From the frigid wastes of Canada to the gothic gloom of Barovia, it's Strahdcast. A live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring David Faulkner, Jason Galinsky, and Laird Hiscock. With production management by Gail Bird. And I, Scott Sharplin, will be your Dungeon Master as we play through Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition campaign, The Curse of Strahd. Castle Ravenloft. It was always a feature in your childhood. Growing up in the idyllic town of Barovia, you saw it on a clear day. Uh, striking up from the mountains like a eagle or maybe a raven taking flight. Uh, you never set foot inside it, of course. You were merely villagers. Uh, that was the business of royalty. But 500 years have passed, and the royalty is still there, and I guess you're no longer villagers. You have, in fact, become heroes of sorts, whether by choice, by fate, or by series of random rolls, you have found yourselves pitted against the Dark Lord, Strahd von Zarovich. Um, although he gave you a temporary reprieve when he charged you to find and present evidence uh, explaining or convincing him that his mother was cursed, a claim that Ralston made, uh, which he is now calling upon you all to back up. Uh, your quest, or maybe other side quests, dovetailed in a harrowing journey through the gloaming, an otherworldly shadow space where you confronted Baba Lissaga, uh, that is the nursemaid of Strahd, and killed her. In escaping uh, the gloaming, as it was collapsing around your ears, you took the first door available and it seems very much to have landed you within Strahd's very castle. Your ordeal in the gloaming, and perhaps your transport through the plains, has left you preternaturally exhausted. So despite a strong sense of peril coming from all directions, uh, you all fall into a deep slumber very quickly, and awaken to find that a long rest has passed. Miraculously, you are unharmed. Uh, perhaps this uh, disused corner of the castle uh, has escaped Strahd's eye for now. But you are up to full hit points. You have all of your abilities and spells. So, uh, is there anything you want to do or explore in the winery before you venture out into the corridor? I can read you the description if you need more details, but... Before we leave this room, uh, I think we need to decide uh, what our story is because uh, it's exceedingly unlikely we're going to do whatever we're going to do here without encountering Strahd. And uh, we'd better be clear about why we're here, what we're doing. <laughs> Get your stories straight by. As I've had... I've had several minutes to think about this, let's say weeks. Um, <laughs> And uh, I've been thinking, 
we have some sort of circumstantial evidence that his mother was cursed by Baba La Saga. Baba La Saga actually caused the death of Strad's mother to force Strad into the war. Blah, blah, blah. So we have that sort of series of circumstances that I could probably link to Baba La Saga. We also have a trophy from Baba La Saga. One of you took her stick, her whacking stick, or whatever it was. She used to beat that guy. Um, right. We could present that as evidence of, and not only did we figure out this terrible thing, we also solved the problem for you, big guy. What do you think of that? We did, are, are we going to admit that we did not expect to be back here, but this is what we've learned so far? Or do we want to come to him saying, this is the evidence, and we think this is good enough? I, um, I, I feel like any attempt to lie to Strad has been mostly useless so far. Um, none of us are very charismatic, unfortunately. It's sort of the nature of the beast. <laughs> you lack a party face. Yes, that's right. We have no bird. So I'd yeah. say we just we just be earnest about it. This is what we think. This is what we do have. Um, hopefully Strad, although he's, you know, he can kill us whenever he feels like it, he does have a sense of misguided or tainted honor and we could use the stuff that we present him with to free the prisoners that he has which i guess is the whole reason that we're here we need to get those people back so um if that doesn't work i don't see any way like we're going to be fighting our way out of this castle i i just don't see any other option uh and seeing how we have no information about the layout of the castle or any of those types of things, I think are, let's just try to explore a little bit while simultaneously trying to stay undetected. And as soon as we become detected, lay our cards out on the table. Say, look, we, we, we don't know, even know how we got here. Didn't know it was your castle at all. Now we know, here's the shit. Uh, that, you, Sorry. You I just got to, done saying how lying doesn't work. <laughs> and also we did just arrive under this enormous <laughs> look, crest of straw. <laughs> oh, this is your castle! Look, oh, look, we did get true. shunted here from another dimension. I'm sure that we yeah, we listen. He would complete. I'm pretty sure if I said, "Look, man, I really didn't want to come here today," I'm pretty sure he'd go. I, yeah, that's a good point. I like this <laughs> approach for the most part. I just have one reservation, and that is that uh, uh, if we've killed Baba La Saga, is Strahd likely to take that news well? considering that she was his nursemaid well so here's it, it's like this it's she was manipulating you look what we did for you or i think she was manipulating you and he goes yeah but i really liked her and then we die you know i don't yeah i don't know how to mitigate any of that like i have no way to see what strad's thinking i don't know what he even thinks of Bob saga as far as i know he thinks that she was an actual nursemaid you know what I mean? He's actual wet nurse, actual, you know, shoulder to cry on, not Baba La Saga at all. And now when we present this, this could cause, you know, all kind of, could be like, oh yeah, great, thanks. You know what? That was a thing that was in Thor on my side. I could never figure out. Way to go. Or it could be, what did you say about my mommy? Flip a table, burn us yeah. to the ground, right? So, but it's what, it's what we have. It's what I, yeah. what I can, th what I can perceive that we have. Um, we're in his castle. We don't want to be here. I don't know any other way to deal with this. You you uh, had not finished reading the Tome of Strahd, 
uh, or as you call it, uh, his diary. Um, but you read uh, two chapters that seemed to refer to Baba the Saga, albeit in very different contexts. That's and right. That, so that might give you a clue. Uh, when she was described as his nursemaid, she was called uh, Mama Lisa. Right. And then a, a mysterious old woman rescued him after he had been defeated at a, a, a battle at Solenka Pass. And, and she, she nursed, nursed him, him back, back to health. Yeah. To health, that's right. He, if he made the connection between those two uh, people, he, he wasn't explicit about it in his writing. Mm -hmm. So it, We it might may, be able to connect those dots there's, for Yeah, him. there's a yeah. chance that, that the ongoing presence of this, this figure in his life uh, is still a mystery. Mm -hmm. But then you hadn't finished reading the book, so who knows? Yeah, well... I don't know if I want to be extra insane while I'm already in here. Mm. This is reading for you another do, day. You don't yeah. you don't have the book anyway. You gave it to Saffron. That's right. That is yeah. <laughs> what a good what a good idea. Mm. Um, right. So so yeah, yeah. So yeah. So that's my plan is to say, hey, remember that 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 nursemaid and the crone and the evil night hag mother? They're the same person. Bet you didn't know that. Also, I'm pretty sure she set events into motion that caused you your mother to die. You to go to war, you to find her and be nursed back to health by her so that she could get in good graces, blah, blah, blah. Um, if we can connect those dots for him. If he already knows all that, he might go, get yeah. out. You know, I don't I'd know. be happy okay. with we'll get see. out. Yep. Yep. And uh, uh, this Very is a legitimate good. question from my player. Why did we kill her again? I can't actually remember. <laughs> I, I think we were be we were being attacked in that forest, and she was right in front of us, and she was communicating somehow with whatever it was that was growing out of the trees. I, th that I was thought turning you bit into her the first. Actually. She fairies. Oh, I did. I did attack first. I attacked. I attacked her back. Yeah, as a night hag, part of her job is to fairy souls or steal souls and bring them to like Asmodeus or, or whatever that circle of hell he lives in. Um, so that was like her little soul factory, mm -hmm. I think, um, from what I can tell, which is great that we shut it down, but that's not why I went in there. I went in there to negotiate with her for Saffron's soul. I don't know if murdering her solves that problem or not. We'll see uh, when we very, get back to Saffron. Very aggressive form of negotiation. Yes, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> of course, it was one of those situations where it's like, you know, she is going to appear in this square. We could probably murder her. Yeah. Um, I should have. Anyway, what's done is done. And now we got her stick as evidence of, hey, look, we killed the thing that was really bothering you. Or, hey, look. Hey, look. Or, yeah, we look. We killed your mom. Yeah, part of my motivation for asking is I'm wondering how we spin this uh, with Strahd. Um, if he's, if he's no, upset. I don't think we that spin we killed anything. Um, Only one way to find out. Yes. I, we push my, we push Ralston to the front, step back, and let him talk. Yes, because I'm the charismatic one in the group. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to do a cool hero slide under the portcullis. Well, I'm, and, I think uh, we, stand I up think on the other side. searching this room before we go further. Too late. He did the hero right. slide. I, I'm, I can't search, I guess, but you guys still can. <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> it's a one-way portcullis. I'm searching this room before I hero slide. Right. Yeah, fair. Okay. Yeah, uh, arched frames of stone form a low, wet ceiling over this wine cellar. Great casks line the walls, their bands rusting and their contents long since spilled onto the floor. A few hungry rats make their home here, but upon your sudden arrival, they retreat into the shadows. Um, yeah, a search of this room uh, doesn't turn up anything of value, 
uh, unless you want to take that great big shield down with you. Um, it's very big and heavy and metal. Nope. Uh, but I am interested in mm. why this place seems so wrecked. Like, does it look like this was the scene of a battle or something? Or is it just decay over centuries? Sounds like an investigation check would be in order there, Andre. Sure, that sounds like my forte. Uh, a naked 15. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you don't see any evidence of a battle here. Uh, no bloodstains or whatever. Uh, I mean, maybe there was violence a long, long time ago, but uh, it looks mostly like neglect. Uh, the, the only thing that uh, you notice, uh, the only thing that might be of interest um, is a, uh, a crack in the, uh, the southern end of the western wall. Uh, it's, it's, it's about half an inch wide, so it's not the sort of thing you can even look into, really. Um, but when you're searching around it, uh, you feel a little bit of, like, the air quality changes just a little bit. There's a different kind of stale air, uh, and, and it feels a little cool to the touch. Um, so it looks like it drops down to somewhere, but like I said, it's not, not a place you could crawl inside by any means. I'll, uh, share that with the team, but otherwise hero slide out of the room. Uh, I'm okay. curious if there's anything on the other side of that wall that, that we can see from outside. Yeah, well, I'm going to bring up uh, an image now. So uh, it's the southern side of the western wall, which means it's sort of down in this corner here. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the crack is. Um, so it doesn't seem to connect immediately to anything once you've moved into the corridor. But there is a door in that uh, wall. This cor There is a door further down in that wall. Yeah, I'm going to describe each of the doors uh, in turn. Uh, the first thing you notice, however, is that there's a low-lying mist in throughout the hallway. It churns and, and bubbles. Um, so I'll describe each of these doors, starting with uh, the one on the south side uh, that you mentioned. Uh, it's actually not a door, but a rusted iron gate. Uh, so if you move up to it, you can see beyond there's a dark hallway um, with maybe an alcove halfway down and possibly looks like maybe a staircase at the far end. Uh, it's pretty dark, uh, so you can't tell for sure. At the very end of this hallway, uh, a pair of grand double doors. They are carved from an exotic wood to resemble two halves of a raven. Uh, its wings kind of folded across its body and its beak stretching down in the center to form the handles. Uh, and although it was once painted black, uh, much of that paint has flecked off and you can see that the wood underneath is a sort of bone white uh, color wood. They're, they're very large doors, and the, 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 the seal on them is, is tight. It's airtight. Um, so no air seeps through. Uh, it's quiet as the grave. Then uh, up in the northwest corner, there's a stooped wooden portal tucked into the corner, almost like an afterthought, definitely not the door through which uh, a lord would walk. <coughs> These two doors, both on the north side, about uh, 40 feet apart, uh, are the same in design. They're arch-topped doors, oak with iron banding, um, very solid, and uh, pressing your uh, ear against them, you can hear something beyond uh, a very faint bubbling sound, um, like a stew. It's really the only sound you can hear at all, uh, except for rats. Finally, uh, and closest to the portcullis, 
there is a, a staircase, a, an uneven stone staircase that climbs steeply up. Uh, so steeply, in fact, that you can't see its, uh, its destination. Uh, it proceeds up into darkness. Those are your choices. Does the uh, looking through the southern gate? Yeah. Uh, does it extend back toward the uh, the cellar room at all? The casket room? It's possible. Like I said, it appears that there's an alcove about halfway down, uh, but you can't see inside that alcove from this angle, so you don't know. It it could be a corridor that stretches back, or it could just be a little. I don't know what do you call a little alcove. An alcove. I'm interested in exploring that to see if that uh, mm -hmm. uh, chink back in the, uh, the yeah. wine cellar means anything. Any other different votes? No. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you try to BBLG that thing? Uh, and I'll, um, I'm going to explore. I'm going to take a look at that where the, the crack is. I'm wondering if it's just like temporary mortar or something over a hole. Maybe it could easily crumble. Um, so, well, yeah, you try to lift the gate. There, it's like a little gate in, in that doorway. Is that right? Uh, it is. Uh, it's a gate that swings uh, open, like door, door oh, okay. style. And, uh, so you can't lift the gate. <laughs> you could try, but no, that's not how it's designed. Um, it's, uh, it, it has a lock, uh, but the lock is uh, rusted uh, so thoroughly uh, that you suspect it won't be difficult to break it open with your maul, if that's what you'd like to do. Only uh, caution there is if we think the noise to the north might mean that people are nearby, we might yeah. draw attention. He said in a loud, clear voice. <laughs> Just remember that if we do draw attention, we have our ace in the hole. Oh, we didn't know we were supposed to be here. We're looking for Strad. We have all the evidence he needs for life. Done. So I'm, I'm about to try to shatter a lock, Scott. Great. Uh, let's just get you to make a straight-up strength check for that. Okay. Uh, oh, hang on. Do I get a proficiency bonus on my strength? My character sheet says I do. do. Uh, I think it only applies to skill checks and saving throws. This is, uh -huh. a, this is a check check, so... A check check check. Okay, great. So then that's 17. Okay. Alright, yeah, uh, no trouble. Um, couple of blows and uh, the lock crumbles. Uh, the gate swings inward. Uh, very s it protests uh, as it opens. Uh, so you can see a little better inside now. Uh, the corridor is 10 feet wide and it stretches 30 feet ahead. So, um, well, I'm not going to worry too much about light sources. Uh, Ralston took yours away, but he can cast light on multiple things. So um, you, you can stretch a candle or a torch down, and you can see that, indeed, uh, at the end of this 30-foot-long corridor, uh, there is a web-filled stairway. Uh, it appears to spiral down as well as up. And all you need to do is enter the room to see what's in that alcove. <laughs> I'm going to do a little uh, check against the door where we could hear the the bubbling. Certainly. The cauldron-y sounds. And just to see if there's been any change since there has been a protesting door and a right couple of loud smashes. Okay, maybe I'll get you to make a perception check then. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, natural 20. Wow. Okay. In that case, 
you hear uh, nothing seems to have changed, uh, but you can hear uh, more details. Um, in, in addition to that cauldron sound, you can hear other kind of drips and the sound of fumes. <coughs> you may never have been in a alchemist's lab as it was kind of operational, um, but it does not. it does remind you of the abbot's secret sanctum where he composed his golem. Uh, if you imagined all of those beakers and burners and athenors in operation, uh, it might sound something like this little symphony. Um, in addition, you hear, although it doesn't necessarily seem to be coming from behind these doors, it's coming from somewhere in the castle, a very muffled heartbeat. I am going to pass both of these on. And try to stay conscious of the heartbeat. All right. Keep an ear out for that. Sounds good. I say from the other end of the hall, oh, that's just the giant crystal heart. Don't worry about it. Well, that's I, probably good to know where it is. I certainly don't feel ready to confront that yet. Dragomir, oh. would you be uh, able to back me up as I explore the alcove? For sure. A wolfy backup or a archery backup? Uh, I leave it to your discretion. I don't know what I'm about to find. I'm going to have my mole at the ready, Scott, and I am going to yep. approach the alcove cautiously. Okay. Arrows, arrows, arrows. All right, yeah. Uh, Dragomir, you get your bow out uh, and stand in the doorway. Um, even the thought of transforming into your wolf form uh, triggered a, a, a momentary sort of shift or twinge inside you. Uh, you're able to suppress it, but... It, it, you're, the, the wolf within is antsy. Um, you can sense that it wants to get out. Oh, okay. Um, you, uh, Andre, you move down the corridor, and uh, I will ask you for a perception check. Mm -hmm. The plus two, so it's seven. <laughs> well, that... Screwed. Yeah, you, uh, you come, uh, you're halfway down the hallway, uh, you, you poke your head around and you can see the alcove is not very deep, um, maybe just five feet. Certainly not deep enough to stretch back to the winery. Um, it doesn't contain anything, uh, but there's a carving on it. And just as you kind of process what the carving is, uh, it's two vertical lines parallel, and one of them has an up arrow and the other has a down arrow. And, and just as you sort of acknowledge that and think, oh, that's curious, the floor beneath you gives way. It just crumbles. So make a dexterity check, because otherwise you're going down. Roll higher. <laughs> that's a saving throw. I Not rolled, good? I rolled a one. <laughs> you rolled a one. Uh, but I get a plus two modifier, if that helps. What do you think? <laughs> How could that possibly help? <laughs> uh, so, Dragomir, you're keeping watch. Uh, you've got your eye on Andre. You feel that twinge inside uh, your, yourself again. A little snarl escapes your lips. You, you close your eyes for a split second and kind of shake it off. And when you open your eyes again, he's gone. Uh, but you do see where he went. Uh, a, a, a large portion, almost a 10-foot square in the center of the, the corridor, has just collapsed uh, as if the stone was made of paper. Um, 
So, uh, you're going for a ride, Andre, and uh, you land hard about 80 feet down. Whoa! Give me a moment while Ooh. I do some rolling. Actually, I'm going to use, I won't use my spiky dice for that, because I can roll 8d6. Because it's bludgeoning easier. damage. It is bludgeoning damage, but you'll take it all, because you ain't raging. Actually, you know what? I will give you the rage. Uh, you can take half damage from this. Um, it's not because I'm a nice guy. It's because just like Dragomir finds himself struggling to control his transformation, you realize, and it happens in this instant when suddenly you're falling, uh, that you have very little control over your rage. So, ah, you are... Uh, plunged into that feeling of rage. Uh, also, as as fear is the main catalyst for mm -hmm. his rage, falling 80 feet would be scary. It would scary. indeed. <laughs> it would indeed. So I rolled. That is a good I point. I rolled 30, uh, which means if you only take half damage from bludgeoning, you take 15, which is pretty good. It is. Football. Still very shocking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where am I? I guess I should have got a clearer answer about your light source. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> I don't have one of those. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna say Ralston's got the magical light, and the other two boys, probably torches or candles. If you don't have them packed, then maybe there's a couple on the walls, the sconces, you can pull one out. Anyway, you had a torch when you fell, okay. uh, so it's probably lying somewhere beside you in the darkness. You uh, feel around in the dark until you locate it. Yeah. Uh, other things that you feel, um, everything down here has a kind of, uh, everything feels kind of slick and tacky. Um, it's not it's not wet, but it's, it's all a little unnatural. Uh, your hands shove bones aside, and uh, you think maybe a piece of somebody's armor, uh, and then you manage to find that torch. And using your mysterious lighting uh, materials, you managed to get it lit. Actually, I have my ferrule, don't I? This is exactly your what it's for. Ferrule makes sparks. Good, good, good. All right. So Done. yeah, you hit. You make sparks. You light your torch. Yeah, you're in a pit. Um, as if you didn't know, um, you can uh, see 80 feet above you a uh, face peering down. <coughs> uh, there's not much here besides bones and uh, the remains of some armor and clothing. Uh, it's scattered pretty haphazardly. Um, again, somebody has carved, this time very roughly, has carved those two uh, arrows uh, on the wall. Wait a minute. Up. Uh -huh. An arrow up and an arrow down. Uh... Uh... Ralston, are you going to <clears throat> rejoin the boys? I'll let Ralston. I'll let Ralston know. Um, I'm way up the other end by the casks. Yeah. Andre, Andre, I'm okay, but I can't get out. Okay. Hmm. How many feet? How many feet rope is it in standard adventurers pack? Uh, well, normally fifty feet. <laughs> Uh, Scott, I'd like yes. to explore, and mm. I'd especially like to investigate the arrows on the wall. I I want to try touching them, manipulating them, seeing if mm. there's any... Because I feel like up and down, 
and mm. I've just gone down, and I'm wondering if this thing has some way to bring me back up again. Right, right, okay. Well, uh, make a, another perception check, my friend. And and don't roll a one? I don't know. Yeah, while that's happening, I'm going to get uh, Ralston. Yeah, yeah, you go get Ralston, okay. Uh, well, that's, that's a six, so that's not going to do anything for me. Is there anything more obvious that I might find in the <laughs> six perception check? <laughs> I don't think six is going to do much for you, my friend. I uh, I would say that you are uh, still scared and uh, disoriented from your fall. Uh, you could probably uh, terminate your rage if you wanted to cool off. Um, but yeah, you don't see anything different. I definitely don't want to do that. Um, what is the surface of the wall like? I'm wondering about climbing. Mm-hmm. I am uh, preternaturally good at climbing. Oh, preternaturally, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's right. You can grow things. Well, uh, it's it's stone. Uh, it was carved stone up above. Uh, a lot of this looks like it's been carved right out of the solid rock. Uh, Ravenloft sits atop a massive... Uh, finger of stone, a pedestal stretching a thousand feet up, uh, and uh, this must be deep inside uh, that, that mountain. Um, but can you climb it? Well, if you're preternaturally good at it, maybe. Um, so I gain a climbing speed equal to my yeah. walking speed. I can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings. Without needing to make an ability check. And this is while you are raging and if you choose to grow the appropriate appendages? It doesn't... No, this is not related to my appendages. This is part of my bestial soul ability. Uh, Each day I get to decide whether I want to be great at climbing, jumping, or swimming. And I'm generally defaulting Uh, to climbing all the time because it's uh, the most useful. Sure. Um, And... uh, Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't say actually that it's a rage ability. To be clear, it just says it's part of the path of the beast. Let me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for the moment, I think uh, I'm probably going to stay raging because of the fear factor and the need to get out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, it sounds like you start scrambling up the wall. Yeah. Uh, probably unwisely. Yeah. Back towards. And what's your movement rate? Uh, 40? Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. So it would take you, uh, I guess if you're just doing uh, a full move, it would take you around uh, to scramble back up. Um, just as, we'll say, just as Ralston is arriving, joining Dragomir, and just as you're getting close, maybe about 10 feet uh, from the, uh, the rim uh, of the pit, um, you feel a, a disorienting, a vertiginous surge, and you you have to scramble to hold on because suddenly you are falling, or almost about to fall, up. Oh, <laughs> what? So so make another dexterity save. I think gravity is reversed. This is not good. That's a nine. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to get uh, Dragomir and or Ralston. You can both make dex saves as well because he's falling up past you. You might be able to grab him before he hits the ceiling. 
Or you can just yeah. let him do that and teach him a lesson. <laughs> I roll. I rolled oh. an eight. I, I don't know what the lesson is exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the deck save. Uh, yes. Nine, Nineteen. Okay. Awesome. So you uh, are able to grab what he wants, an arm or a leg or his hair. <laughs> we'll go for the other end, his hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. So you're holding on to his hair, uh, <laughs> and uh, he still he still wants to fall up, or rather the, the gravity surrounding this pit wants to, to pull him upward. Um, your, your feet sort of strike the ceiling, and a few stones, a few bits of stone from the ceiling crumble, and looking down slash up, you can see that they are falling into darkness above you. Perhaps an equally deep shaft uh, that stretches up into the castle as well. So those bones, bits of armor... They are all those other things. All upwards. those correct. They are. Uh, so it takes them a little longer to get up, uh, but they go scattering up and they strike the ceiling, uh, mostly just staying there. Uh, but some of the hard, heavier stuff breaking through uh, the fake stone and falling up into darkness. You can pull Andre back. Uh, I'm gonna try to shelf, and then he is uh, back in real, re real gravity again. Well, just pull him out of that fucking crazy nonsense gravity well and just back out of this room altogether. You guys are dicking around too much. Let's get out of here. Agreed. <laughs> so I'm going to ask him, when you, when you went there, before you fell, the first direction, uh, did you see anything down the alcove? That was your whole point. Uh, I... Uh, I explained the bit about the up and the down arrows uh, yeah, you here can, and at the bottom. You can all you can all see that now. Uh, the, okay. the the pit is sort of placed centrally in a ten feet in a twenty foot wide corridor, so you can make your way around it if you need to. Which means you could reach the alcove. It's empty. Uh, you could go beyond it now to the south end of the corridor if you wanted to that staircase, or you could get the hell out as Ralston suggests. And that was a staircase up and down. Okay. Well, that's... Why would anybody have this in their house? <laughs> well, dumbwaiter. Yeah, it would make getting to the floors easier. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. If you know how to use it, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. Um, okay, well, let's just uh, drag him out of oh. there. I will look at his wounds and assess if he requires healing by asking him. Mm -hmm. I, I'm okay. I'm shaken, but I'm okay. Okay. All right. Let's not go back in there, okay, everybody? Yeah. You good? Good. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I suggest we go to um, the alchemy uh, lab. Um, see what's in there. I still didn't get a chance to, like, chip away at that wall on the other side. Um, I would like to still do that, if that's okay, if I can. Okay. Um, um, what are you using? Just my mace, not my saint mm. bone, just my regular mace, just giving it a couple, like, two-handed, mm. thock, thock, thock. Okay. Yeah, so you, uh, you get in there with your flanges and, uh, chip away at it a bit. It's, uh, 
you're able to widen it a little bit. Um, the again, the the flagstones uh, in this area don't seem very solid, um, or maybe it's just broken down over centuries. Um, so you can widen it a little bit, um, maybe a foot wide. Allows you to see, uh, even maybe to get your glowing mace in there if you want to do that. That's sort of what yeah, I'm hoping yeah, for. Yeah, okay. Uh, then yes, uh, it takes a little while, but uh, you're able to do that. Um, you see uh, what looks to be another staircase. Um, it is a, a spiral staircase, like the one uh, at the end of that other corridor, but this one is much wider. Um, proceeds up and down from where you are looking. Okay. Uh, that doesn't provide uh, much help at this point, so let's just leave it there for now. Um, let's go to that alchemy door and see what's cooking. Do either of the staircases scream uh, Yes. Lordship walks here versus... Yes, they, they, they scream. I believe yeah. that. Um, did any of them scream lordship or other uh, the other ones scream I'm a servant stairway I'm really really poorly made right or cheaply made yeah um no no uh I, I did mention that there was that one door that really looks like a servant's door um but by and large anything that had you know majesty and 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 a sense of uh, luxury. Uh, it looks like in this area, at least, it's faded and 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 decayed. So you couldn't, you can't really see. So there's two doors that both have the bubbling sound behind them. West, west and east. Yeah. Okay. Should we take them both at the same time? Oh yeah, I think that's exactly it. Use the other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then heroes slide through. Fling the doors open. Look, look to each other. Freak out. Start firing arrows. Great plan. Sounds productive. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Mel Brooks presents the Curse of Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is bad. This is so bad. <laughs> this. Oh my! Horrible odor of decay fills this steaming hot room. Uh, a huge pot bubbles over a blazing fire pit in the center of the room. Its green, muddy contents are churning. There are all sorts of uh, alchemical apparatus surrounding it, uh, feeding liquids and um, compounds into the cauldron at different rates, extracting materials from the cauldron, and so on. It seems to be almost a perpetual motion machine. Two tables on the north side, also littered with active uh, alchemical apparatus. Uh, you can see a series of hooks uh, on the west and the east walls. Um, that's just what they are. Um, yeah, some of them, there's things hanging from some of them, other, you know, tools, bellows, whatnot. Some of them look like kitchen implements. Some of them could easily be torture implements. Uh, you've never seen the like. Um, a final detail, uh, which takes you a moment to kind of process. It's one of those moments where, like, Sala above the Well of Souls asking, why is the floor moving? 
because you don't see anything alive in here at first, but gradually your perception separates the steam and the kind of heat funk of the room from what's actually moving inside it. And what's moving inside this room are maggots, worms, uh, thousands and thousands of them. Um, heaps on the tables and many uh, skittering or sliding around on the floors and the alchemical apparatus. The place is lousy with maggots. You said there are hooks on the walls. That's what those spiky things are? Yeah. Okay. I want to close the yeah, door so immediately. Those... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're uh, on the outside of it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not, Not me. you. I'm Rolston, going in. You're going to step in. I have to uh, investigate. Do we? Like, I don't... Watch my... <laughs> you, you can... Listen, coward. Stay out here. Hey, arrow boy. Watch my back, would you? Sounds good. I'm not sure how many maggots I can take out with an arrow, but I'm here for you. It's more of a conglomeration or amalgamation of maggots turning into some sort of maggot golem. Mm -hmm. That's more gotcha. what I'm concerned about. Gotcha, gotcha. Go, go for the eyes. Go, go for the eyes. Oh, wind ball. Got it. Yeah. I need to know what's going on in this room, so I'm going to go in and use my scientific know-how and or clericness to figure okay. out what's what the fuck is happening well i'm not gonna let you make a religion check you could use arcana or you could just go with perception um i am quite good at perception i will use that uh 21 okay. uh your eyes sting as you enter this room uh the uh the scent of sulfur and vitriol uh combines and you can almost taste it uh, very very foul uh, astringent taste um, you, uh, you you scan the room uh, to see if there's anything you recognize and indeed some of these implements are obviously modifications of the sorts of things that you've seen used in herbalism probably again some of the stuff from the abbot's basement um, but what it's ultimately doing uh, is definitely beyond you. Um, that is, you know, what's happening inside that that cauldron uh, is a mystery you're not entirely sure you want to solve. Um, mm -hmm. One thing catches your eye uh, as you scan across the tables uh, on, we'll say, the, the east side, the right-hand side. Uh, there is an object tucked amongst the potions and um, apparatus that you recognize it is a, uh, a light green metal mask. Oh, it's Pecker Weasel's mask. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to sweep the maggots away and pick it up. All right. Uh, so you, uh, yeah, you cross the room, you sweep the maggots, you pick it up. Uh, as you do so, the maggots in the room begin to behave differently they uh gollum up no they're say? not coagulating or uh, <laughs> congregating uh but they seem to notice what you've done and they seem to become agitated um so maybe mm -hmm. yeah there's sort of little agglomerations of them that are kind of surging together on the table or here and there um you uh you don't see them moving towards a central location you just see the whole room is now in this state of um of, of invertebrate agitation gotcha um, well I'm going to quickly but not cowardly leave the room well 
All right. Um, as you move back towards the uh, the door from whence you came, uh, you hear a crash, and uh, turning, you see that something from the apparatus above the cauldron has been dislodged or disconnected, uh, knocked loose, maybe by these maggots, and, and crashes down into uh, the cauldron itself. Um, an instant later, uh, very dark uh, smoke begins to rise from the cauldron in a number of separate streams, um, like rivulets of, uh, of shadowy smoke that are gathering uh, above it. Uh, you're going to keep moving out of the room? Quickly, but not scared You're not, you're at not all. scared at all. But very That's quickly. Right. I understand. I very understand. Quickly. It's very important to clarify. All right. Yeah. So, uh, bravely run away. You, uh, you re-enter the corridor, and you uh, close the door. You now, mm-hmm. you now have a copper mask. I'm sure it's probably fine. Well, you're wrong. <coughs> After uh, another moment, uh, probably as long as it takes you to say it's probably fine, uh, the door doesn't open, but something does come through it. So, literally, a, uh, a being uh, seemingly composed of shadow uh, just steps through the closed door. Uh, another one moves through the other closed door, and then they just keep coming. And uh, through the wall, uh, creeping under the door, you, uh, you don't know how many there are emerging, at least six of these shadowy forms uh, coming through at once. Easy. Time to roll. Roll initiative. This is when I roll a 20. 15. 11. All right, Andre, you're up first. Oh, dear. Well, mole in hand, obviously. Um, And uh, this is scaring the crap out of me. So rage, even before anything else happens. Right. Uh, And probably my tail. It's uh, instinctive and reassuring. Um, Is it possible to uh, hold my action? Do we have that in this uh, version of D&D? Uh, no, I think, especially if you're activating your rage, you're taking your turn, so... Right. Okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a jerk and say no. That's fine. I am going to try to maneuver myself to mm-hmm. be closer to the elevator shaft. Oh, okay. Back away. Uh, you can probably go all the way up to that shaft if you want, uh, or you can stop in the doorway. I'm happy to preference. stop in the doorway for now. Okay. The shadows uh, give pursuit. Uh, probably, how many did I say were coming through? Six. Six. Yeah. Six. yeah. So two of them uh, glide towards you. They don't seem to walk. Uh, they certainly make no sound. Uh, and uh, the two that are going towards Andre, uh, they don't hit you. They just reach out and pass their hands uh, through you, or they attempt to. Uh, but you dodge, you dodge both of them, uh, surprisingly handily. Um, Dragomir may not be so lucky, because uh, that's an 18. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, and Ralston, uh, 21. And an 18. 21 get you? Well, I have a 22 armor class, but do they, like, ignore armor? Uh, they do not ignore armor. Well, they can get fucked then. A 22 armor class. I feel like we already established that's bullshit. (laughs) Uh 
Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Because um, I, sorry, I apologize. It's just written on my character sheet. Well, uh, I forgot. Naturally. So it, my dex doesn't count as much. So uh, I get plus one. For my yeah, you're exactly your dex. You can't use your full dex if you're wearing right. full plate. So let's say for the record, I have twenty for the time being. Love it. Uh, and I will. I'll figure out the exact All math. Right. Love it. Love shortly. It. Okay. Um, so uh, in that case, you get hit once as Dragomir does. Dragomir, you take uh, five points of necrotic damage, Ooh. and okay. your strength score is reduced by two. Oh. oh. Uh, and Mr. Ralston takes ooh, 10, 12 points of necrotic damage, and your strength score is reduced by four. Four? Four. Is that your most of you? Well, I got lots of strength, but I don't like it. Better do something about it. No, actually, Dragomir, you better do something about it. It's your turn. Yeah, okay, well, let's see. You notice You uh, notice there are some more shadows coming through, probably another four shadows. My lesser restoration will not help with that. So, um, I'm going to try a, a spell I've not tried yet. Where the heck did it go? Uh, lightning arrow. Oh, Hunter's Mark, of course, because I do that by default on whichever one I'm attacking first. A full attack, which will give me one lightning arrow and another arrow shot. Or are they too close? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's awkward to attack them with a bow because they're in melee with you. <coughs> but okay. if you want to back down the hallway thirty feet and then take your shots, I don't mind that. And then to, and then take. Uh, I guess I'll probably get one shot at that point. I will. Well, my bow's out, so I don't want to drop it. Um, I will go ahead and do that. I will back away and try to take one shot. Um, okay. You let me know which direction I'm backing away. Uh, well, you were covering this door, so... <laughs> yeah. Probably you can just back straight back and press your back against the wall, or you can... Well, let's put you back by the portcullis. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I will take the shot... And that will be a miss. Yes, that that is a miss. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, whether you hit or miss, each creature within ten feet of the target must make a dex throw. Uh, dex. And each, each of these creatures take two d eight on a failed save, or half as much as on a successful one. Oh, that's your your spell. Yes. Okay. Uh, in ten feet. Okay. So it's a dex save, and do you know the, D yes. the DC? Yes. 8 plus 6, so 14. Okay. And what happens when they fail? 2d8 lightning damage. All right, make it so. 1d8 gives me a 6, and the other one gives me a 2, so 8. All right. Well, the uh, the lightning strikes one of them and, uh, or, or I guess, leaps off your arrow as it flies by, strikes one of them and arcs off to a couple of other ones. Uh, and they... They're, well, they don't say anything. That's really not oh, how they roll. Fine. Uh, but uh, now it's Ralston's turn. I want to get as many of them as I can in a thirty-foot cylinder. Um, I don't. So you can you can decide how that works. These guys are made of shadow. You said, or they appear shadowy. Yeah, they look like it. Okay, I'm gonna cast Dawn, which blasts them with a forty-foot high, thirty-foot radius cylinder of daylight or sunlight. What's it called? Don. D-A-W-N. Okay. Yeah. 
Neat. Uh, when when the cylinder appears, each creature must make a constitution saving throw. Um, so for them, it's going to be 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 is the DC. Okay. Uh, are they taking damage even if they make the saves? They will, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sir. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll that damage, and I'll do a bunch of rolls here. It's 25 damage. Wow. All right, well, two of the shadows moved across the hallway to attack Andre, so I'm going to say they're out of your range, but the rest of them are, are congregated uh, somewhere between those two doors, <laughs> so you can get most of them with a 30-foot cylinder. Shadows, surprisingly, do not like sunlight. Uh, ah, that was my yeah, hope. <laughs> yeah, um, so they uh, actually, yeah, they have disadvantage uh, on attack rolls while in sunlight, so I think that's probably uh, applicable here. Um, they are almost entirely destroyed. Uh, there are only, like I said, the two on Andre and two others that uh, survive that onslaught of dawn. And now it is back to you, Andre. Uh, I'm going to try whacking one of them with my maul, see if that does anything. Yeah. Yeah. Unlikely with a roll like that, 13 to hit. That is a hit. Wow. That's uh, 19 points of conventional damage and Ooh. two points of fire damage. Okay. Yeah, hitting a, a shadow is not as satisfying as you'd like, um, but when you blast your maul through it, uh, it seems to draw tattered uh, strands of the shadow stuff uh, out of the beast, uh, leaving gaps in its, uh, in its form. So it uh, seems to have an effect. Uh, are you going to do that again? Uh, yeah. Same one? Yes. And roll better this time. I do roll better this time. It's uh, 14 plus some stuff, which I guess hits. 19 points of damage altogether. Great. All right. Uh, yeah, your second blow um, causes it to lose any kind of cohesion. Uh, the bits of shadow drift down to the ground like cobwebs. Uh, and then they just kind of dissolve into the surrounding uh, shadows of the corridor. Ooh, ooh. So now you you have only one uh, of these creatures facing you. Uh, the other two are uh, in the middle of the hallway, um, probably closest to Ralston, who just cast that spell. Um, and so they uh, close in uh, upon him and try to drain his strength away. 19, which you said does not hit. And... Oh, a 20. Sorry, I shouldn't sound so happy. A 20. Seven points of necrotic damage. And you feel enervated to the tune of ah, another four strength points. These these dice are brand new, so it's entirely possible I'm cheating. Uh, I, have, I have only rolled fours so far with my d4, so we'll see. Um... Yeah, yeah, you feel uh, weaker than you ever have. Um, and you once went 500 years without food, so uh, that's probably uh, probably going to hurt. Let's hear from Dragonair. I'm going to take a much less lightning shot yeah. at uh, one of the ones by Ralston. Okay. Uh, well, I guess two shots, since I can do that. Uh, the first one, uh, 14 plus uh, 21. That is a for sure hit. Okay, and I might as well roll the second one, which gets me a 12. All right, that is also a hit. 
Oh, okay, great. So <laughs> what is, do I need again? I need that one. This is just sort of standard arrow damage. Standard arrow damage. I'm not gonna add my cold, which I can sometimes, which I can do a couple of times a day. Standard damage. That'll give me a ten and a twelve. So twenty-two in total between the two. Okay. For silvery arrowy things. Uh, and I should have asked: Are you you're attacking one of the ones on Ralston or the one on? Yes. One of the ones on Ralston. Ralston. Okay. The arrows uh, slice through it, uh, coming very close to Ralston's nose. I might add. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, the shadow, it looks like, uh, one of its hands was sort of reaching out, uh, to grab the mask that's still in Ralston's hand, um, but before it can get there, the second arrow tears through the arm, and it just dissolves, uh, like the others. So now there are two left, and it is your turn, Ralston. Are they about two of them that were on Andre? Uh, one on Andre, one on you. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the one on me... Did he end his turn still in the sunlight? Uh, he... Oh, is the sunlight a continuous effect? Yeah, sorry, uh, and I can move ah, it. So I'm wondering... Right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, not realizing that it was a continuous effect, uh, then I, I suppose they would not have been... Uh, would not have done... Would not have stuck around. Um, That's fine. Let's let's pretend that uh, uh, that guy just made his save and he's fine or whatever. Eh. But, um, I'm just going to move mine... As a bonus yeah. action, I'm going to move the daylight over to Andre's okay. guy. Sure. And I'm going to punch the other guy in the face with my oh, mace. Okay, cool. All mm -hmm. right. So the guy that's at Andre, uh, he just he has to make a constitution save like last time. Right. DC 16. Uh, 16, 17, oh, 18, 19. Or take 19 points of damage. Oh, half right. otherwise. Disadvantage because it's. Oh boy. So that's. Uh, he rolled a. Hang on. Stats back. Okay, he rolled an 11, uh, so he failed his save. And you said it's... So he takes... How much? 16. 16 points. 16. All right. Wasn't a good roll. Uh, well, because they're vulnerable right because now. they're vulnerable to radiant damage, he uh, takes okay. twice as much. So he is immolated. Uh, Andre gets shadow goo on his face as this thing blows up. Uh and the one closest to me, mm -hmm. I'm going to swing with my... I just have my regular okay. mace in my hand. Um, I rolled a 23 to hit. That is a hit. No, I didn't. No. I got, like, negative because of my strength. Oh, shit. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I still rolled a 16. Right. Yeah. You still hit him, but it's... Okay. Yeah. I feel like a just pathetic right now. Uh, I can't believe you did that to me. Yeah. I did one point of... Mace damage. Yikes. All right. Uh, Take that. Yeah. Well, that ends the turn. Uh, we begin with Andre. And Andre, now that that column of sunlight has shifted over towards you, I don't think you can see a fucking thing. It's just <laughs> right in your eyes. Um, so you're going to have to move in, in any case. Uh, the only shadow that's still up is the one engaged with Ralston. So if you want to close with that one, you're also moving out of the sunlight, hit him once, I'd be happy to help you do that. I would love to do that. It sounds like the most useful thing I can do. I'm also going to be squealing like a little girl because I'm covered in shadow goo and it's freaking me out. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, well, I rolled a four, but that seemed to work out for me last time. Ah. 17 points total. Great. Okay, yeah, that gets it. Uh, one uh, blow 
to you can't really tell if what, like what the front and the back of this thing is but based on what it's doing towards Ralston you assume you hit it in the back of its head um, yeah there's no there's no satisfying connection but the head's gone and the rest of it just settles down to the floor um, so they uh, the shadowy threat appears to be gone um, Ralston do you still have the sunlight on does it last forever it's one minute if yeah, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this yeah. Uh, this room is definitely brighter than uh, you're used to. Um, I'm going to say from the positioning of it, uh, you have a, a little difficulty seeing uh, what's behind the door when it opens. But one of those two doors you just came from, uh, mm -hmm. the, the western door that leads to the lab, it opens now, and uh, there's a figure standing in it and you have to sort of squint and you can't make out its features but it's wearing robes and uh, a, a very thin dry voice says I would very much appreciate the return of my mask now <laughs> why don't you come over here and get it Thanks for listening. Strawcast is produced by Slack and Slash Productions out of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, also known as Unamagi, the unceded and ancestral territory of the Mi'kmaq people. It's based on The Curse of Strahd Revamped, published by Wizards of the Coast, as well as The Curse of Strahd Legendary Edition, published by Beetle and Grimms. But the participants are not affiliated with either company, and we do not seek to profit off this podcast. You can get in touch with us and find more of our podcasts at slackandslashpod.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, you name it. Be sure to leave a review if you like what we do. Until next time, be brave and shine bright. Shine bright.